five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the sweet and sultry and now Twitch-affiliated voice of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, joined virtually by Omni at Omnistrife. And that is correct. Omni just gave us the huge clap. We yeah. are now Twitch-affiliate. Yeah, I was Ready, slacking. I wasn't really uh, joining you in the <laughs> most of these, but uh, yeah, we made it. It's great. Now... now I mean, it's big, big news. I mean, for those yeah. of you who only listen to the podcast, you might not be aware. We have started streaming our episodes, uh, some of them as we've been recording them live on Twitch. We've had some bonus episodes. Um, and then just this past weekend, I decided that we were going to do something a little bit different. I'm like, yeah, let's do like an end of day sort of post-match stream. Uh, on the first day, I kicked it off. Finally, that uh, made Sam join me because I was just pumping out the hot takes and then we saw you in chat we bullied you to join us and you know it was nice fluid i think it was a really good fun conversation and then on sunday it was just me and i actually think it went well but uh no it was you our listeners you our viewers who might be tuning in live right now that helped us achieve you know this pinnacle and i i won't you know knock the fact that it is not an easy climb for some of you like oh this is great and tomorrow I'm partner for us we're just happy that we're able to to get that twitch affiliate status cuz that just gives you as our our fans and our listeners an opportunity to to support us um if you're so interested in doing so by dropping uh, you know donations through bits on twitch uh, you're able to subscribe to us on twitch and if you happen to have amazon prime it's actually very easy to go and give one free channel subscription each month to your favorite Twitch streamer. And hopefully that is us here at, uh, at RSP. So again, uh, big news. You know what? You've convinced me. Let me try. But you, look at that. <laughs> look at that. For those of you who are watching live, you just saw that on stripe, just subscribe and how ready, how, set, chill. How awesome one did that take place? But two, for those watching this live stream, and I know for those of you who are listening to this podcast after the fact, you didn't actually get to see the notification show up on screen. It's the default notification. That is how new this type of subscription is. Like it's, again, it just, we got the email late la, uh, last night or it was no Sunday night. Uh, and then, uh, which would have been, I don't know. What day is it today? 20th. I don't, oh, and we got another, look at that. Two subs. Oh my goodness. Just, we're, we're setting the bar high. You are, our our uh, listeners are, are, you know, just knocking it out of the park. I mean, we haven't even talked about the actual episode we're going to get into today. And for those of you who, again, are listening to this after the fact, I apologize that some of this might not be translating well, but that's how excited we are. I mean, you'll notice Sam didn't show up. He was so excited, he lost his voice. He was shouting just all day long. <laughs> You're going to feel it! But uh, no, we are going to be talking about things, and things are also different. Uh, if you happen to be up to date on both our regularly scheduled episode, our bonus episode that we dropped in, and then happen to tune into either of the live streams over the course of the weekend, which did not turn into bonus episodes themselves, they they won't be. It's just I don't want to continue pumping 
you know, content out to your phones and your devices that's just run of the mill, um, me rambling, uh, which some might say is no different than a regular episode. Uh, but uh, the Vancouver Titans roster has been completely redone. We have an entirely new roster. And, uh, and not only that, an entirely new set of staff. And uh, this entirely new roster and uh, staff went into the weekend facing both the Justice and the Mayhem in an effort to go and try to overcome the ghost of rosters past. So we'll talk a little bit about what we saw to those matches. Again, if you tune into the live stream on the course of the weekend, you already know some of our thoughts. But, you know, we'll recap some of that uh, uh, today. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming weekend where the Vancouver Titans are going to be taking on the Houston Outlaws on Saturday and the Philadelphia Fusion on Sunday. Uh, some power rankings have been released and arguably not entirely that bad. And then uh, we'll talk a little bit about the week that was in the world of Overwatch and anything else that we can fit into this action-packed, brand-new Twitch affiliate episode. So let's waste no more time. Let's go straight. To the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. As we just said, the Vancouver Titans played both the Washington Justice and the Florida Mayhem this weekend. And going into these these two matches, the three of us have sort of had a conversation. We kind of envisioned there the, being the possibility that the Titans' uh, new roster, as it is, could potentially beat the Washington Justice because uh, the Justice themselves were going through a. Uh, uh, an evolution with the retirement of Corey. And while Stratus played, you know, it was his last match. Uh, he's also uh, retired from Unfortunately being... for us. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fun. But, uh, no, the Vancouver Titans lost to the Justice 3-1. Now, mm-hmm. that 3-1 score I don't think is truly indicative to the result. I mean, we saw a very competitive Vancouver Titans team who arguably had very little time to coordinate, scrim, prepare, and right. simply just got thrown into the deep end of the pool. There were really bright lights, uh, but also you could see this is a team that was still trying to figure themselves out. I mean, Dalton, single-handedly, this guy's gone full Chad and and uh, was causing the justice fits. Um, but we also saw, you know, the impact, uh, or at least maybe the potential impact of, of someone like uh, KSA. And for those of you who are curious, well, isn't it Kasa or KSAA? No, he actually shared on Twitter. He is KSA. That's how you, you pronounce it. Um, he, he had some interesting moments where he, I don't know if it was a remake cue, but, uh, as diva, he was tossing, uh, bombs, weird directions, but he also had some phenomenal, you know, gobbles of, uh, pulse bombs. So, you know, his ping, uh, play there, but, you know, functionally, I wasn't too upset with the result that we saw mm-hmm. now. I just want to point out, this is not me comparing this to the previous, you know, Vancouver Titans roster. I think if if the result were the same and it was the previous roster, I might be a little more worked up. But then now, obviously, knowing everything that might have been going on behind the scenes, maybe a little bit less so. Hey, the previous roster also went zero and two the last matches they played. So, so, (laughs) and this is the thing is that like there was a graphic. So uh, graphics are coming up about the Vancouver Titans map records for this season. And it's like, really? Like this is an entirely new roster. Just because they're 1-0 on Anubis means absolutely squat. But there was a graphic that came up was that uh, this roster was the first roster to actually win a map against the Washington Justice. Yep. So. 
Reminds me of those stats that the people bring up, like, oh, he's the first player to do this and that in the last 20 days while the sun is shining in the Eastern Equinox and stuff like that. Uh, I agree with you. Like, the game was interesting. They feel rough, and it was expected. Like, coming in, they had nothing to basically nothing at stake nobody expected them to perform well or or you know beat the washington justice everything was set that the washington washington justice actually had the highest stakes like imagine mm-hmm. going into this match and and going up against this team that was officially formed just a day ago we we, we know that they didn't really have time to scrim that much and a bunch of up and comers from uh, contenders and not even like a whole team because some <laughs> players didn't really play with one another and two of these players are playing with probably a third of a second behind with the ping that they have from uh, Saudi Arabia and France and imagine if they lost that match how bad of a loss that could have been for them and going into uh, the first map it was Busan I believe they they had the tenacity <laughs> the Vancouver Titans did. Like they looked really, really good. I think it was the Mecca base stage. Yeah. It felt really loose and they never really tightened it up a little bit, but there was a bit of a sustain from the Titans. I think uh, Washington justice was a bit shocked that, Hey, these guys actually have strats and they even know what the meta might mm-hmm. be. And uh, if we are going to, you know, break down the maps, I don't know, KSA and Dalton, you said so yourself. He has uh, a bit of a ping there, a bit of a delay, but he played really well on that first map. Uh, the second map still wasn't clean, uh, but some of the early picks by Justice at the end, the, the the ending match, they've proven too much for them to recuperate. And and they could have gotten that map too, I believe. Uh, but the th- third map already was kind of uh, uh, setting the the, the storyline of, of the of the match really they had too many mistakes uh, with their alt economy it's just stuff that normal teams they don't even have to coordinate they already know when oh when the Zen does this I do this when we follow up that I look at the timer and and we all already know what happens that's kind of how it felt for us probably going mm-hmm. up against the Toronto uh, Toronto's team the the Toronto yeah. Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight. Yeah, yeah, you know that these players, it's not their first uh, rodeo in this map. And for us, it was a little bit uh, too much. But the harass from Stratus' Sombra, I believe, was the big storyline behind this match. Because while we did kind of had equal grounds in most fights, uh, you could see that whenever Stratus went up and, and hacked a, a, a healer in our back line, you just know, boom, down comes Roar on his head and just tases him and, and he's done for. And you cannot really uh, win those fights. But Shredlock was looking good. I, I, I mean, he he reminded me a little bit of myself when I played the Winston. Uh, me just bragging in front of all of my dead teammates that I left behind that I got their healer. <laughs> and, and why are we losing this fight? Yeah. Yeah. I So uh, you brought up Shredlock. Shredlock, I, I I actually described it in the, the RSP court sort of game day chat. Is he he felt to me like Bumper, and those that follow him had described yeah. him as like ah, he's like North American Bumper. The difficulty was that the combination of Stratus essentially living in in Car Car and Rolf's you know backyard, stealing their lunch money nonstop, oh. made it extremely difficult for someone like Shredlock to get <clears> the support <throat> that he required to simply you know go W key. 
and shift for pretty much much, much the entire match. The other struggle is that Suna playing really off role with, with Sombra right. didn't have the same effectiveness that Stratus did. And so, you know, again, minor, minor discrepancies here, but you know, if we factor all of that in and then consider how the Vancouver Titans sort of move from fight to fight, I mean, when they came directly out of spawn, when they came out of pause, when they came out of the actual, you know, halftime, they were a force to be reckoned with. And in, in, in my estimation, that shows some extreme coachability and coachability gives me, you know, that optimism to think that, Hey, I think, you know, if they are given greater opportunity to continue to perform, they'll do well. Um, you know, Busan arguably could have been a Vancouver mm-hmm. Titans map win. We won Hollywood North. In fact, we might have even held point A if it wasn't for Cray, you know, breaking the curse yeah. um, by meant- saying, oh, they're going to get it in the RSP uh, game day chat. And I just doubted yeah. you, Cray. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Not only was Tuna off, you know, off of his role or playing the crazy ping, you could see that whenever he tried to do what Stratus did, he went to the back line, he hacked someone. Washington was already uh, prepared for him and yeah. the comms were so good on point that every time he hacked somebody, he had to actually, you know, use his translocator and, and go out. Otherwise, he would have been dead. But Stratus could have at least he emptied almost his entire uh, magazine at, at the heads of that healer. And, and here comes Roar, right? But we yeah. didn't have that. We had that only once, I believe. Yeah, you know, I and I was like, you know, sort of to talk about some of the conversation that I saw through, you know, uh, Twitter and, and social where you know, people were engaging with us at uh, Rudy Sapone. It's like there was sort of two camps. It's Suna cost the Vancouver Titans everything and the team can't support Suna. Suna is just too good for this team. Hmm. The interesting part of both of those arguments is they're really the same coin. It's just which side of the coin are we looking at? And I I think part of the struggle was that we did see Suna engage where his team maybe wasn't in position or ready to support. Um, But then conversely, uh, you know, might it have been that through that lack of coordination communication or, you know, not necessarily the, the true understanding of which each is capable of doing was he maybe engaging prematurely. And again, these are things that can be, can potentially be, you know, coached, but I, I, you know, we have to point out, I mean, Suna and Dalton are our two current DPS players essentially play a very similar roster. So, you know, one of them needs to go and play that flex role. It's been Suna, you know, there's some argument to be had that, oh, well, would you put Dalton in that flex role? I don't know. I mean, I, I, yeah. he, Dalton's popped off. So it seems like you're you're risking more in making that transition. But I, and that's not to say, again, I haven't, we've got what, two matches. We haven't even talked about the Mayhem one yet. There's really not enough to, to base these opinions on so far. Okay, yeah, because when they went to Junker Town, which was the second map, uh, in the first defense, they went double sniper. So Tsuna on the Hanzo was much, much better than he was oh, yeah. on, on the Sombra, which is still impressive considering he was uh, with the lag and the ping. So it worked until what happens, what we, what you do when there's EMP and your two shields are basically broken, you can't really do anything. No. And then they went back to dive. Yeah. And I, and you know, the double sniper on Junkertown against the Justice, um, it was a really good hold. Uh, unfortunately, when you know the Titans went on attack, they weren't able to go and, and essentially duplicate that second push once they got inside that the, yeah. the Justice were able to. Now, uh, 
Vancouver Titans did, however, get that one map on on Hollywood, uh, but ultimately ended up uh, losing um, uh, to the Justice 3-1 uh, after uh, Anubis. Uh, there was a moment where Dalton had uh, a, a Genji pick, and people were like, oh my goodness, this kid's going to flex. Um, he went back to uh, uh, switching into his uh, tried-and-true trace that we had seen throughout, and ultimately, you know, it, he did well, but some of all pieces, unfortunately, wasn't sufficient to beat Justice. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, we did our sort of post-match review, and uh, Sam and I were maybe not as keen on the Vancouver Titans doing as well against the Mayhem. We'd sort of seen the one match against the Justice, knowing that the Mayhem are this sort of you know coordinated superpower that's currently on a win streak, the longest of their organizational uh, career. Um, you were a little more optimistic, thinking that the Vancouver Titans would be able to put up a, a solid fight. I hate to say it, but the Vancouver Titans lost 3-0. And again, that 3-0 maybe not truly indicative of the score. It was a much like the Titans didn't look as good against the Mayhem right. than they did against the the Justice. I mean, at once it got to, to Hollywood, I mean it was almost a foregone right. conclusion, and the Vancouver Titans were just getting flexed on. At one point, like I think Yaki was, you know, playing, you know, with one arm blindfolded backwards and was still yeah. having his way, right? Yeah. Most of it is just uh the Mayhem are a better team than what Washington is. And uh <laughs> Polar Bear saying that we were sandbagging, probably <laughs> <laughs> hiding our strats. Oh, yeah. But it was a roller coaster. I mean Going into that match, it was pretty interesting to see how um, Mayhem were actually treating uh, that match. I, I think, was it Yaki or BQB that was uh, interviewed before that? And he said, like, oh, wow, with this new roster, we they shouldn't be of a pro- much of a problem. And they were trolling Boston, I believe, in that. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, we've we've beat Boston a couple of times or something. Yeah. So in Ilios, um, there was a feeling that Mayhem are not going to treat this team with any sort of respect. Any, any, like a smidge respect. They were playing really, really loose. They were doing silly things. Uh, I'm trying to keep it PG-13 in this, uh, <laughs> in how I described their, uh, uh, the way that they played. And it was despite like early picks from Shredlock, like he normally did. Uh, uh, and and they, they got Shredlock at the start, but he somehow capped. Uh, but then we lost it to this 2K bomb that we received from the, from the Tracer. Uh, but Mayhem, they they were able to divide and conquer the team. They kind of were able to separate us all the time. Uh, there was a clutch bomb from KSA. Uh, I also mentioned here in, in my notes, I wrote that I hate Sombra. Uh, <laughs> Tsuna, Tsuna hates the Sombra as well, I think. 0-1 after that well uh, fight. Lighthouse, I'd say, was also a pretty bad map for Vancouver. Um, almost as bad as what we saw in the last map in Hollywood, but but Lighthouse, mm-hmm. ugh, the fights, despite being very long and messy from our end, uh, Shredlock and Suna, they just got wrecked in every fight. Every fight. It's like, oh, Mayhem are like, they noticed these two guys are our way going in and winning these fights easily, so they dominated this map. Uh, did I mention that I hate Sombra? No, I... Uh, sorry, what was it? Do you, do you hate Sombra? Yeah, it's awful. Hmm. Interesting. But Junkertown, we go down to that double sniper uh, uh, composition. It definitely looked better. It was a lot of uh, of sparks from the Titans that they can not only bring teams down to their level, but they can also uh, play much better in, in reaction to better teams. 
Uh, so despite that they looked really apprehensive in 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 that fight, we we lost uh, that first point really really quickly. They kind of were able to stabilize when they went in. Yeah, and like the, so. that third point bunker defend. I mean, at one point it truly looked like Washington had no answer to a right. Titans roster that was still. I think they were were they still on double sniper at that point. Uh, when they, I know they, they had, I know they, I think, uh, Suno was still on the Hanzo and I'm trying to remember yeah. what Dalton might've been playing at that point. Like this, is, again, it's really odd that at that area they would stick to double sniper. I mean, on the first point, wide open lanes might as well, but they, <laughs> they didn't make that shift that we had seen against, in, against the justice. Unfortunately, again, I think it was Yaki who decided, oh, okay, time's up. And Did you notice they got the, through. the pun from Achilles when, uh, Rove got picked. And he emphasized like, oh, he can't run away. <laughs> oh. It was it was pretty rough, yeah. He emphasized that pretty pretty harshly. Yeah. The the other thing that sort of struck me over the course of the weekend was that the Titan, I mean, the Titans played a wild and, and crazy style. Um and the problem was that when you sort of play on the edge like that, you live and die by it. Yeah. They maybe made not the best decision. So like the, I'll, I'll talk about well against the ma'am, the Vancouver Titans had alt economy, had the point capped and uh, was it BQB that was on uh, the somber at that point? I think anyhow, yeah. whoever was comes in, drops an EMP. They only get Shredlock as Winston well away from his team. Mm-hmm. Now, Shredlock is dead to rights. He's he's hacked. He can't escape. The entire Justice or sorry, Mayhem roster is, is on top of him. And then you have the remaining five Titans on the opposite side. They played a part. So, you know, theoretically, you can see they, they understood that the MP might be coming in. So they didn't go and, you know, have a huge EMP. Mm-hmm. But instead of sort of conceding that fight, having lost Shredlock, maybe re. re- grouping, you know, can, you know, giving them the percentage and they had percentage to give at this point, they continued to engage. And not only did they engage, they helped the mayhem actually build out their own alt economy. And they even invested, I believe a support alt. I want to say that they actually invested a beat into that fight. Like it was, it was really surreal. You're already down one, you're down your tank and you're, you're investing there's a really simple term to describe that they were feeding. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was. I mean, I, I I'm not by any means, you know, a, a professional when it comes to to looking at the game, analyzing that. But I'm sitting here I'm thinking, no oh, man, I think you should have just gone back. You should have just given that point. I don't necessarily mind the initial hold to like not make it outright easy, and mm-hmm. you know, you want to buy a moment or two just to ensure you can get a few extra seconds to get Shredlock right. back out of spawn. But why why would you continue to invest like alts of all things? Like were they out there saying winnable? Like, and if that's the case, cool, but then you need to win. And unfortunately, that shift then made it next to impossible for them to take the point back. They lose well. And yeah, Lighthouse was messy. It was like team deathmatch. Neither team seemed to be interested in actually capturing the point until the the ma'am are like, oh, okay, well, sure, I guess we should. Uh and Unfortunately, you know, it didn't improve there. And Hollywood was just rough. That was, yeah, that was, that was a good slap. Too slow, too late, too sloppy in every like the execution. I think the big story right now is they don't just execute properly. They 
kind of have an idea what is the meta and what is and what, what they supposed to do but all of their uh, executions a bit too late a bit mm-hmm. too sloppy not careful enough uh, again it, it feels like a cop out at this point to say well they were just formed uh, this week but guess what it's true they are the least uh, prepared team 100% in, in the overwatch league at this point and they they still are pretty new and excited and 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 they need to uh, get used to the pace as you might like know when when players go up another tier if they go from collegiate to pro and from tier three to two and to one the first thing you notice is the pace of the game is entirely different and mm-hmm. while everything is so fast and you have to react so much quicker guess what you're lacking the most it's preparation it's those set plays or what do you do when the sombra jump is uh, jumps me and 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 my my second healer is not beside me that's the thing that they're going to practice and work hard on i hope and, and i i definitely see potential i i yeah i don't think it's all doom and gloom from what we have seen well no and mm-hmm. i mean I, and that's what i i you know I, I stressed this over the course of the weekend i said this again on sunday like there is potential to be to be had with this new roster this new team Mm-hmm. The struggle is, is you know, being able to go and look at this new roster and new team, and not constantly be drawing the yeah. parallels to the the roster oh. of the past. That I mean, that's like essentially. Let's you know, for argument's sake, we had a Lamborghini before. We were driving a Lamborghini. That Lamborghini had a lot of power. It was right. nice. The problem is, we wrecked it. Maybe not we as fans, but it got wrecked, and that right. got completely written off. And uh, what did we get in in re- for a replacement? Well, we, we got a, a, a sedan, a, you know, let's say a, a Sonata, a Hyundai Sonata. It's a, a nice looking car. Uh, it's got right. a lot of potential, but it, it, it's, it's not the Lamborghini. You might be able to go and soup it up. Yeah. But, but you might really talk about it in a philosophical way, but you know, we did have that Lamborghini, but it was the Ferrari that won the race. Yeah, that's And true. then you can begin to talk about like any type of sport. What is the goal of, of, of a team? Obviously for every team is, is to win the championship, but guess what? At the end of the day, only one team gets to win the championship. And then you have to justify the existence of not just the contenders or the teams below that. What is mm-hmm. uh, this year's London Spitfire playing for? What is the Dallas fuel? What are they playing for? Um, Season one, Philadelphia Fusion or NYXL. Well, they lost the championship. They, they didn't get to the to that promised land. But, you know, just looking at, at some of the tiers, I think the biggest goal for them is just to grow and improve and not be a joke uh, like, let's say, Boston is right now or, or um, Shanghai was in season one. It's unrealistic to always go back to, well, it's not right. Well, guess what? Like, if he, everybody's talking about Michael Jordan now. When he retired uh, after 98, after that last dance, you can bet your money that everybody in the stands going after the, 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 the year after Jordan left, like, well, this, this is not Michael Jordan. Well, what do you do? Well, if you're the Bulls, you don't do a whole lot. Um, <laughs> exactly. So the Vancouver Titans are at least the new version of them. They lose both matches. Uh, they did, however, again, win that map against the Justice, which if there are to be, you know, small victories, moral victories, that's one more map won against the Justice than last year's Vancouver Titans were able to achieve. And I know I am reaching. Um, this weekend, 
Vancouver Titans are going to be taking on the Houston Outlaws at 12 noon on Saturday, and then they'll be taking on the Philadelphia Fusion at 2 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, not going to lie, there are very few people that are giving this Vancouver Titans team uh, much hope or opportunity against both the Outlaws and, more specifically, the Fusion. Yeah. Is, is there a winnable game here? I wouldn't be confident against uh, Philly, even if we had the previous roster, to be honest, the way they play and the way we kind of were stumbling mm-hmm. the, our way out of the gates. Houston, though, I, I think it will be noticeable if we improve from this week, definitely, because I think Houston is about that same level that the Mayhem are on right now. Well, okay, but that... Maybe even a bit... Weaker. But that's the thing, what we saw right now is the Titans up against the Mayhem. Like, it, there was a distinct... Oh yeah. So, uh, like, if you were to say, "Ah, yeah, outlaws, justice," I'm like, okay, but outlaws, ma'am. I'm not. I don't discount it. I I think if they're of those two, if there was a winnable one, it's it's the outlaws. But I'm yeah, especially when you compare (laughs) it to fusion. Yeah, that's you know, and I think it's equally as winnable as I might win the next BC Children's Dream Hospital lottery and get a new house or something. I have a chance if I buy a ticket. Yeah, that's all I'm really getting is a chance. I don't like the hero uh, pools either. Well, Trace so being out and Sombra still being in, maybe it'll be a, well, complete. we're going to, you know, we'll see to, you know, Shredlock on Ryan, I would imagine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we, I, I don't think we'll see too much dive. I mean, May's out. That's nice. Moira's out. So I'm going to imagine we're probably going to get a, a, an Anna Zen, maybe uh, and yeah. Lucio, maybe like, you know, I, I think that, I'm I'm genuinely curious what a Shredlock Reinhardt looks like. Yeah. Right. I mean probably a lot of Echo and um McCree. Oh, I hate Echo. But I'm a Reinhardt. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> when Echo goes and turns into Rhin and you have two Rhines, or like what we saw this past weekend, where Echo turns into a diva. So Echo pops her alt first as a zone alt. Then the actual diva you have on your team pops their alt as a zone alt. And by the time that's done, the Echo who was Diva has built up another alt, have a third yeah. zone. Like it's just with Winston Diva, it's like so easy to to build up that alt. Yeah, I mean, it, anyhow, sorry, I, I digress. So, I mean, I, I I hate to say it, I don't see wins here. Um, I see maybe a map against the uh, Outlaws. Wishful thinking, like two maps. Maybe two, yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be a very close match. Do we see a map against the Fusion? I'd say no. Yeah. I mean, arguably, there was potential for a map against the Mayhem. But, if you know, things, when they fell apart, they fell apart hard. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anywho, so... I think, uh, hmm. No, go yeah. ahead. No, I think it's like more of a setting, getting that confidence, breaking in the shoes, so to speak, once they feel more confident in the fact that they can actually compete with, you know, these mid-tier teams, uh, kind of like they did with Washington. They still, you know, lack that real uh, break into their different plays and, and, you know, how they should behave psychologically. I think psychological hurdle is the hardest right now for them. So, um, before we wrap up on one final thing in the payload, uh, for those who are tuning into the live stream, there's a lot of conversation right now as to whether or not uh, KSA and, and Suna uh, mm-hmm. would be coming over North America. So right now it's presumed that KSA is in, I believe, Saudi Arabia, yeah. and Suna is in France. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Could they come over to North America? Technically speaking, I mean, the possibility for that exists. I'm not as familiar if they were to go to the United States, what that would look like, um, the visa situation. Uh, yeah, conversely, COVID. I don't know what the you know, visa, yeah, exactly. The visa situation within Canada would be, but let's say they did have an opportunity to come into Canada. If they arrive in Canada, they are then isolated for 14 days. They have to go into that, like essentially whatever box they're put in, whether it be a room, whether it be a hotel, whether it be whatever it is, they cannot leave that box. No one can go in that box. And uh, again, this is like food delivery, all that jazz. So like personally, as it stands right now, if there was to be a desire to sort of bring players together, I actually think the United States might be the more logical location for that sort of collection of players to occur. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we, we don't know. uh, And I think, um, you know, with the way, you know, COVID-19 is it's the safe bet is to suggest that they'll, they'll continue to play on ping. And and the other question that's come up from time to time is, you you know, the Vancouver Titans have a six man roster right now. Might there be a seventh? Well, uh, for those of you who tuned in to our uh, weekend streams, we had sort of alluded to the fact that, you know, you could do a little digging. Maybe there's, you know, some, you know, dirt to be dug up. Uh, we actually shared this with our our patrons. Those of you uh, who support us on Patreon learned about this, but Caden uh, joined the Titans uh, court. Now, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, he is there. He has been elevated to a pro role. It could be he's just following his his friends, but Caden is of second wind. So, you know, maybe there's number seven at some point. Well, yeah, flex DPS, which, funny enough, the Titans don't have one right now. Mm. You know, exactly. Um, The one final thing I wanted to talk about. So uh, Overwatch League power rankings. I mean, we we did power rankings. We used science at the start of our season. And I can't imagine what our ratings look like right now where we had the Vancouver Titans because it's an entirely reset button there. Right after the weekend, Avas did his power rankings and he had the Titans at 19. And people are like, ah, it's just Avast. Well, Reinforce also did his rankings and had the Titans at 19. Now, I understand that the team in the 20 spot is an entirely different bar that's being set. But it could always be worse. Yeah, uh, the the gap to get to the the chase to B20 is uh, really, really tough right now. Can you really match Boston? I don't know. Yeah, and I... just Go ahead. Looking at the standings, I'm looking at the league right now. Like, uh, the you you can have a look at like 11th spot, all the way down to 11. That's the 500 record, and then you get like the five and sixes, four and five, four and six, four and seven, four and nine. How are these yep. teams are really that good? No, but okay, the, rec- the records are. It's the records fine. are difficult to really adjust because half the teams haven't played each other. Some of the teams have just been playing each other. Like right, it's right. the, the that so record is yeah. Um, the thing that actually I think it was uh, was it Achilles or it might have been Wolf. I can't remember one of the two actually shared on on Twitter afterwards that they saw quite a lot of potential in this Vancouver Titans roster and there were things that impressed them. And I think that's what, you know, many of those within the scene are, are sort of looking at like, okay, I can see potential. Now, again, very small sample size. We'll be interested to see what comes out of this upcoming weekend and in the subsequent, you know, tournament, wherever the heck the Vancouver Titans end up getting placed and how many of our matches they play, but there is potential. And if, there is something for us as Vancouver Titans fans to to cling to. It is hope and potential, and that's yeah. 
all we have. That and this podcast, you know, rah, rah, team part, RSP. Yeah, for the most part, they were competitive. And when Wolf and Achilles started commentating on that game, you could it was frustrating to me personally because that entire first map they weren't talking about the game any, at all but I, i don't blame them they're like the biggest uh runaway fanboys they're like oh my runaway it's the different team the entire map was like that and then they suddenly started paying attention when the second map came in like oh yeah these wow this is a place going on here and and, and i think a lot of people just expected the them getting like trashed oh yeah I mean, I every map map and map out and i'm not saying that they weren't in some maps they looked horrible but not always not no. always no. there were competitive fights all the time yeah so we'll take a quick break here uh as we uh dive on into the fray So here we are in the fray, and we're going to kick it off talking about the week that was. So let's go back to Saturday, where we had the Shanghai Dragons kick off things against Seoul Dynasty. This was one of the better matches of the weekend to watch. The Seoul Dynasty beat the Shanghai Dragons 3-2. That was followed by the London uh, Spitfire beating the Daylights out of the Chengdu Hunters 3-0. And then the Guangzhou Charge beat the New York Excelsior 3-1. Paris then kicked off the afternoon uh, by beating the uh, Los Angeles Gladiators 3-1. We already know that the Justice beat the Vancouver Titans 3-1. The Atlanta Reign beat the Houston Outlaws 3-0. And the Los Angeles Valiant beat the Boston Uprising 3-0. Sunday, Shanghai Dragons beat the Sp uh, Hangzhou Spark 3-0. The Guangzhou Charge beat the London Spitfire 3-1. The Philadelphia Fusion beat the Dallas Fuel 3-1. The San Francisco Shock beat the Toronto Defiant 3-1. And as we already know, the Florida Man beat the Vancouver Titans 3-0. Now, as far as the matches that we actually recommended that you all watch, Omni and I had suggested that you should go in and watch the, the first match of the day. It was the Los Angeles Gladiators and the Paris Eternal And if you recall, Sam was like, nah, man, you guys picked that one because it was the match before Vancouver. Sam was the one telling you, you needed to watch the Seoul uh, Dynasty take on the Shanghai Dragons. So if you listen to Sam, you didn't do half bad. Hey, we, we weren't denying the fact that we picked it because it was before the Titans match. Well, no, and if, if I recall, I actually even mentioned, I'm like, well, I sort of looked at the one I would reasonably watch and i knew i wasn't going to stay up later get up early i mean there, there was no longer a reason for me to do so um over the course of of saturday i mean that the surprising result for me was that the charge beat the excelsior and i i didn't see a whole lot of it i mean i watched a little bit on on vod but how much was that that the excelsior were maybe jet lagged or that the charge just figured out how to you know combat surgical precision I don't even know. Like Charge are such a weird team because I've, I oddly enough I didn't really watch that much of that New York uh, match. I just saw the highlights, but I did watch how they played against London Spitfire, and I guess it's the same with what happened there. It kind of feels like most fights are even, but they then they come up on top somehow. They're to me they're like the reverse gladiators. 
it looks like everything is going well until it doesn't. Well, with with the charge, it's kind of the other opposite way. They they are very they have a lot of clutch individuals that kind of pull out these wins on on the individual fights. Uh, Krong was really carrying hard on the diva a lot of times, having those clutch plays. Uh, I'm impressed by them to be honest, but. Again, like NYXL, they're also a very weird team to predict. When you expect them to do well, they do terribly. When you expect mm-hmm. them to be terrible, suddenly, oh, wait, they're, they're still elite? What the hell is going on? Um, I don't know how much of it has to do with the hero pools constantly being juggled around, how much it is just the weird matchups that uh, each individual uh, teams have against one another, which I think is one of those things in Overwatch League that nobody really discusses. But like in traditional sports, we all know how like some team, despite being weaker on paper, has a weird like tendency to beat this other team. So I think there's a lot of teams like that in Overwatch League because the style is so, so different between one another, like New York being so surgical and and not reactive. And and Guangzhou is is a really like uh, aggressive, uh, sporadic type of team they have a lot of uh, uh controlled aggression and, and uh, yeah the surgical in all caps obviously surgical. Uh, so, yeah they, they look fine yeah. i like them uh, more than i do like uh the other teams uh, outside of like shanghai and seoul but they look better to me than hangzhou looks right now uh mm-hmm. looks like they have a lot of what i like about this roster and it seems to me when when uh you have a lot of really talented players that can play a lot of players um on your roster you cannot like fail that much yeah. right you have they play players like eileen uh they have a a pocket widow there with with us with happy they have a good roster all around yeah the uh the matches on sunday the three of us were across the board so you had suggested people should watch the london spitfire guangzhou charge match uh sam i believe said watch the fuel fusion I said the Defiant and Shock. Now, I I will be the first one to admit, I watched a little bit of the Fuel Fusion match, not a whole lot. Um, I did watch the entire Defiant Shock match. I did not watch the Asian uh, uh, region matches. Um, Well, okay. I want to talk about the Defiant Shock match. The Toronto Defiant looked good. Like, the... I mean... Let me rephrase this. They looked good for... Yeah, the first half, um, and like like they had was it was it Sh- Agilities was in, and then they brought in Surefor, like they did the swap or something, right? And, With Logics and Agilities, yeah, like- and then Logic was just like, yeah, I'm I'm on McCree, and you're just going to rename McCree to Logics, and yeah. uh, that's just the way things will be. And oh, like the Ronald just had it all in spades, and then figured out a way to lose. And I don't know if they had just like you know lost mentals against yeah. the the shock. Like I didn't think shock played that well, to be honest. Again, no, but, yeah, but the that's... defiant were playing quite well. I mean, and then like King's Row. I mean, the defiant had done like almost the impossible, and like they had less time bank, and they were almost like all the way around the corner on the third point. And then you have the shock who have all this tank time bank and the defiant were able to eat it away. Yeah. And then, you know, moth decided to go boop. Oh, uh, my like, God. I mean, who was it? He got, Filthy. they got both tanks and whoever and was on Lucio. Piece, I think. Oh, and Lucio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I think it was actually Surefire that was uh, playing in that first map, and then okay, and then they, came in. 
they constantly do that like little carousel. Or, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, that boop though was on freaking believable. And I think it was, I think Smurf brought them all together um, with the halt and then moth just proceeded to go and push them down. Like, you know, and it's that small hole um, you see occasionally the boops occur there, but I mean, that was it at that point. It's like, okay, now all the defiant can do is hope and pray. And unfortunately their prayers were not answered. Yeah. Very clutch. Um, Imagine what things you can achieve when, players coordinate eh? yeah it's funny as things magic happens things happen <laughs> people go off their head like um yeah i think like was it uh, uber that was uh and uh mr x i think that were was cast in that game was it trying who it was now um sure. whoever it was i i actually thought they needed oxygen like after that that boop <laughs> <laughs> anywho um any any other matches on sunday that you wanted to touch on like i actually found sunday to be like actually the result that we saw from the Titans was almost indicative of how most of the matches sort of felt to me over the course of the day. Philly looking strong. That's all Uh, Dallas, like good roster, not good enough to compete against Philly right now. Well, who is there aren't very many teams Mm, like the shock, the Florida man. Yeah. (laughs) Washington justice. Oh, Vancouver Titans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll see. We'll see. Anyhow, let's talk a little bit about the week that will be. So we already talked about it, but the bands this week are Arissa, Tracer, May, and Moira. So kicking off the weekend at 1 a.m. Pacific are the Soul Dynasty versus the Chengdu Hunters, followed by the London Spitfire Shanghai Dragons at 3 a.m., 5 a.m. It's New York Excelsior and the Hangzhou Spark. We then fast forward to noon when the Vancouver Titans take on the Houston Outlaws, followed by the Florida Mayhem and the Washington Justice at 2 p.m. At 4 p.m. is the Los Angeles Gladiators and the Boston Uprising. And at 6 p.m., the San Francisco Shock take on the Atlanta Reign. At 1 a.m. on Sunday, it's 1 a.m. Pacific, the Guangzhou Charge take on the Chengdu Hunters. At 3 a.m., it's the Hangzhou Spark versus the London Spitfire. 12 noon, Dallas Field versus the Paris Eternal. Our Vancouver Titans take on the Philadelphia Fusion at 2 p.m. on Sunday. And then at 4 p.m. Sunday, it's the Toronto Defiant and the LA Valiant. As far as the matches that you need to go and watch. So uh, Sam uh, mailed his ballot in and it is still stuck in the mail. We never actually got it. So we don't know if he's going to watch anything this weekend. I chose to suggest that uh, you should watch at least one match other than the Vancouver Titans on Saturday. I said watch the Spitfire Dragons. Um, however, uh, on the, you went off the board and said Sunday is the only day you're actually going to watch outside the Titans. Yeah. And you and I both agree that the Eternal Fuel matchup is the one to mm-hmm. tune in for. So I'm a little bit curious why you didn't pick anything on Saturday. And I'll give some reason why I'm picking the Dragons and the Spitfires. I feel with the Spitfire, there's still... The jury's out there. Like, is that, you know, mm-hmm. as, as good of a, a squad as it might be? And if there is a team to match up against in that region, the Shanghai Dragons are sure it to go and, you know, prove whether or not you can, you know, play with the big boys, so to speak. Yeah. On one hand, like London did get uh, beaten quite handily by Guangzhou and Shanghai as a top tier team. But this is exactly the type of thing that we should already expect from the Asian region. They always have this weird uh, circular uh, rock, paper, scissors pattern to them. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that London might actually take this win. Yeah. Uh, and then on Sunday, I mean, we're both choosing the Eternal Fuel. I, I won't lie. I chose that one because it was the match before the Titans. <laughs> 
I, I will honestly come out and say that. I mean, I, I was thinking Defiant Valiant. Like, I actually, because, you know, again, Soft Spot and all that for the Defiant. Um, and I feel that that would be an even enough matchup. But it requires me to watch the Los Angeles Valiant, which, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to suggest. You think your TV will still be on after uh, Philly versus the oh, Titans? You man. won't be busy celebrating uh, us stomping that team? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be hanging out in our SP Core game day chat, hopefully having a heck of a conversation oh, with yeah. uh, all of our listeners. Um, and I, I'm actually just going to take this time to, to note, in RSP Discord, uh, it's phenomenal that our game day chat is as active as it is. Um, for those that don't know, our game day chat, like our actual voice comms channel, is significantly busier, bus- busier than the Vancouver Titans, you know, voice comm game day chat. was. Uh, I am makes me proud that we have a community like we do. So again, if you're not in, you know, ready set pwn Discord, uh, discord.io slash ready set pwn, easiest way to get there. We have uh Sam in chat spreading uh germs, it seems like. <laughs> well let's see if he joins voice chat, probably not. I, well, if he does, it'll throw the podcast recording off and make post-production <laughs> go south. And watch you know, if he joins, I kid you, it it not, it's it's gonna make my life hell and there's part of me that thinks sam might be the type of guy to do it just <laughs> for kicks um so yeah that's this weekend this is uh the you know last weekend going into the sort of seeding of the may tournament and how that will all pan out for the vancouver titans you'll have to tune in next week i my plan is right now uh to have the same sort of post match stream so Saturday as well as a Sunday at 6 p.m. I do understand that Saturday 6 p.m. you know does run up against the shock rain match. So again, stay tuned. We'll we'll sort of sort out those details. Um, but then Sunday we'll do the the 6 p.m. Pacific and uh, we can chat about the uh, the match in real time. For those of you and, listening, uh, live to the react pod- to it. Yeah, live react. And for those listening to the podcast, uh, you won't see like special podcast content pushed out this weekend unless something crazy happens. But we'll then recap like we have this week, um, as we normally do, to let you know sort of what it is we saw. So let's talk a little about Overwatch League news. So I don't know what's going on in Boston, um, but uh, Boston went and signed uh, Punk, an off-tank. Seemed odd, but hey, you know what? It's Boston. Well, they signed Punk, and that might be because they knew Brusson was going to uh, retire. Uh, and uh, he is uh, hanging up his off-tank uh, Overwatch League skills to do other things. Is this just a result of what we're seeing sort of in Overwatch League generally, where players are just maybe not as as keen to continue playing or maybe not as happy. I mean, we, we saw comments from some of the former Vancouver Titans along that effect. We've obviously heard from Sinatra, who said something similar. Um, a number of players that just, you know, I'm not enjoying Overwatch as a game where it is right now in the professional scene, and I just want to play and have fun. Mm. Yeah, I imagine something turns into a job and you don't like it anymore. Yeah. So it sometimes happens, you know. Not not a. It's your vocation to put bread on the table. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess everything is a mixture of a lot of things. Like you know, the crazy quarantine, poor performance, the new shiny kid on the block, a lot of FOMO floating around. All of these factors going to you know anything else that we don't know about. Maybe it's family stuff. Maybe it's just you know him, like you said, not enjoying play the game anymore. It's uh, no one really knows, but there's plenty of reasons out there, right? So. 
Yeah. The uh, other thing that uh, just happened and actually, you know, patch rolled out today is that uh, experimental mode has got uh, a number of things happening. So we'll just sort of quickly run through again. Experimental mode doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen, but we've seen a lot of the changes that do show up there. Many of them push out to production. So Anna's healing uh, with a rifle is being reduced from 75 to 70. I don't know why. I, and I don't know if that was, you know, sort of a, a much needed adjustment, but that's one that's happening. Uh, Bastion, uh, when he's in century, the spread of his uh, primary is decreased by 10%. Shots until max spread reduction are lowered from 60 to 40. Uh, Self-repair, the resource drain rate is being increased. Uh, and then uh, his healing per second is also uh, being increased. So he'll be able to heal more, but he'll drain it faster. I guess to discourage, you know, the sentry running around trying to repair all the time. I don't know. Um, Junkrat, uh, his uh, frag launcher, the projectiles, uh, they're going to be slightly more velocity than ricochet. Oh, my God. We, we lose Kobe. A freaking pandemic. We lose Runaway, and then they buff Bastion. <laughs> when will it stop? When? When when May gets her much-needed buff. Um, <laughs> concussion Mind for Chunk Rat. The speed is being increased again. <laughs> Ricochet's uh, off players is reduced. Uh, and then the actual alt total, ma'am. Uh, the detonation time is reduced from one second to 0.7, and the actual spread is increased by 50%. Oh, my God. I mean, to me, that's more like sort of the, the bunker buster there, but... Bronze players be like, <laughs> uh, Mercy, her uh, healing per second is increased from 50 to 55. Okay. Uh, Moira, so her biotic cord, her damage radius is actually shrinking from five to four. The projectile speed, however, is going up from 60 to 20. So if that red orb of death catches you, you can't run away now. It's, it's stuck. Um, it's um, but the actual duration is being reduced from 10 to seven. So at least this way, while you can't run away from it, at least it doesn't chase you for as long. Uh, and then Zen, he's going to see his damage amplification uh, buffed up a little bit from 25 to 30%. So again, uh, that's that's an experimental. How much of that that will trickle through to the production game, we don't know. Um, and then they also, you know, uh, we didn't mention about last time, but there was a bug fix with Echo where apparently Echo would uh, <laughs> come out of alt with more alt. So that got fixed. Did I mean, you mention uh, the developers? Um... I actually, so I didn't actually see the developer update. Um, so why don't I sort of defer to you? I, I had a very busy day. So I don't have a, the quote in front of me, but it looks like they're going to, uh, from starting the next uh, competitive season, they're going to have an open queue and a roll-off queue running simultaneously hmm. to alleviate... Well, the cues and yeah, giving you the choice, giving the players the choice. Okay, so I, I and I understand that concept, but isn't it that the pro scene is the one that's saying we want open? Mm, you you hear different voices all around. Uh, the pro I, scene is both mostly complaining about hero pools, which is a whole yeah. No, and I I mean yeah. we've we've talked at length about hero pools. Mm -hmm. Like that needs to be fixed. The sort of the one week rotation is 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 nuts, but reality is this is what it is yeah. um hmm. oh well and i again just uh, for those who are watching live there's some conversation about the kids remembering owl league tokens yeah tokens 
What are those? I'm running low on tokens, and I, I refuse to buy new skins. I'm sorry. I'm not going to drop money um, no. on virtual goods for... I mean, I'll watch and I, you know, reward me for the time that I invest, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, well enough off to go and drop that money to buy those, those skins. And not only that, and like in this sort of time that we're living in, right. I'm being much more conscious of every single, you know, nickel I, I, I'm spending, can't spend pennies anymore because we don't have them in Canada. Every bliss buck. Yeah. I think I'm missing like four Titan skins at this point. I'm not going to buy any tokens. Yeah. Well, I'm missing more than four. It's definitely... Um, but uh, yeah. How about that Sinatra skin? Yeah, I can't wait for it to come out. <laughs> it's gonna be a Valorant <laughs> theme skin. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. Anyway, oh, uh, if if they did that, that would be like that would be oh some top level God. stuff. Yeah, they don't they don't have the stones. Yeah. you were thinking of the, the appropriate term. Like, is it passing? I don't know. Yeah, it's late night live podcasting here, so it's yeah. fine. What do you say? Um. So as we wrap things up, we have said this time and time again. If you leave us a review, we will read it verbatim on a podcast. We we kind of did this uh, <clears throat> on a previous uh, sort of episode where, uh, and it was actually, for those of you listening to the podcast, I don't think you heard it, but we talked about it on the, the weekend. Uh, someone reviewed us in Titans Court and told us this podcast sucks. And for, for that person, I apologize. We hope to suck a little bit less each week subsequent from the time you left that review, but we've got some legit reviews coming in. So the first one was left on uh, Apple podcasts. Uh, it was uh, five out of five stars, best OW. I'm going to say overwatch and or Valorant podcast, which, you know, that's high praise. It's from uh super cargo shin. Enjoy listening to the podcast every Wednesday, best overwatch Valorant. And there's the asterisk podcast ever. The asterisk then goes on to say it is an Overwatch podcast, but added Valorant to future-proof the review in light of the Titans dumping their entire legendary roster. Well played. I mean, at the at that point in time, that is well played. And yes, as we know, Sam is going to go pro in, in Valorant. That's what he continues to tell us. Has he gotten to Iron Three yet? I don't know. He was telling us he got to what Iron Two was it? Two. Yeah. Two. Two. I think. Yeah. You should get to Overwatch 2 as well. Yeah. And then you also have the ability to leave reviews for us on Podchaser. Podchaser.com slash ready, set, poem. But one of the neat things about Podchaser is not only can you review the podcast in its entirety, you can actually leave us individual episode reviews, which is equally as awesome. So you might say our podcast is awesome, but then on a particular episode where, you know, Omni and Sam just talk nonstop NBA, you might just go and like lower the stars and say, you know, stop this crap. I mean, I totally yeah, understand six stars. Why do that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we did get five out of five stars on our last episode. So episode 70 from Melty. And uh, it's uh it's it, so it's one's a little bit tough because there's like brackets and that. So I'm going to read the context here. Is the option to have Omni read reviews while singing still available? And there's more brackets. This was back when Sam said he would create a poem based on our username if we saved RSP's number, which was true. If you saved our number, Sam was so incredulous that that was still a thing. He would, you know, do a um, was an acrostic of your of your username. Just realize no one has ever requested it. So if so, I want Omni to sing along to whichever song Sam and Chris choose. So I'm going to, before we go on further here, is is there a song that you, you might want to read? Like, is this something you want to do for us, Omni? Like, on the cuff, or do you want me to just read this and maybe we'll do this in a future episode? 
Oh, for sure. I just need to <laughs> prepare before. Just let me know. Okay, we'll 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 do this in a, in a future episode. And again, if 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 subsequent reviews come in, you've heard it here first. Omni is is willing to you know warm up the vocal cords and uh, <laughs> wax on, the, wax off. You know the things we do for our fans. But the the episode review from Milk Tea was hi Chris, Omni, and Sam. Today has been a sad day, but I thought I should drop a review to lighten the mood. Aww. And I, the, this was left six days ago, um, and it was definitely tough times. It was, again, episode 70, uh, what we call Titanic. Milk Tea goes on to further say, I know the past few weeks have been rather salient, but I appreciate the amusing tactics you guys think of to keep this podcast up and running every week. I don't think I will continue being a Vancouver Titans fan after these series of unfortunate events. Heck, I wish we can go back to the days where Bumper was playing Hanzo, the Titans were kicking butt, and our only concern was the green pool. Which, for those of you who have been listening to our podcast, the green pool will forever be known as podcast lore. It it matches perfectly the color you have behind you right now. That's true. It totally did. For those watching the live stream, that's the color of the pool. Actually, theirs might have been a darker shade of green. (laughs) But what's done is done, and I will definitely stick around the RSP community since I've met so many awesome people here. Seriously, joining RSP Court is something I don't think I'll ever regret. Really enjoy the fun things we talk about every day, even if it's a simple greeting. Hope this review brought a smile, even if it was a small one. I'll continue cheering for you guys. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go buy a milkshake. Now, again, that's some more podcast lore it's more rsp cord lore the whole co- uh, conversation around milkshakes but uh melt tea thank you for for that review on on pod chaser i i will admit i the the part that sort of you know I, I get a little sad about is some of the people that we've connected with in the vancouver titans community over the course of the past sort of season and a bit who have now made this decision that for one reason or another and some very valid reasons they're no longer going to support the vancouver titans my worry is that we then sort of lose that connection with them within the community. Uh, my hope is that uh, you might continue to listen to our podcast episodes, be part of RSP Core, come to our live streams, you know, take part. We That's the part that sort of, you know, obviously, you know, moves us forward. But at the end of the day, you know, we also recognize for some, the only means that you have to demonstrate, you know, your, your feelings, your dissatisfaction, what have you, is where your eyes travel and who you'll talk about and what other team game or whatever it is you're going to support. So, you know, please, please understand we, we hold no ill will. And, and again, you know, Melty, I, I know you'd said you're, you're sticking around and, and, and thank you for doing so. Uh, but again, we get it. We get it. So how do you leave in these reviews yourself? Well, whatever podcast app you have, if you happen to leave one, we'll hopefully uh, get it to Apple Podcasts, obviously the most popular. There's a few others out there that you can. The other way is by going to podchaser.com. It's podchaser.com slash ready set phone. It's like the IMDB of podcasts. Review mm-hmm. a podcast. You can review episodes. Uh, you can learn more a little bit about the hosts and some of the guests that we've had on. Um, and from a shareability perspective, uh, the share tools are actually uh, quite rich. So that actually allows me to go and share, you know, reviews such as that on social to to showcase those of you who who do speak so highly about the podcast. In fact, I am willing if someone were to leave a negative review to elevate that too. I mean, I'm not um, blind to the fact that sometimes we make mistakes because hey, we're only human, but we know we want to strive to do better and and just understand though we may also have a little bit of fun at your expense because at the end of the day, all we're doing is talking about a video game and video games are supposed to be fine are they yeah sometimes sometimes not uh, I'm, I'm playing through the witcher 3 for the first time it's hella yeah. fun 
I'm I, so I I've been playing obviously a little Overwatch. I was playing some some Warzone. I downloaded this game off of Steam called Moonbase. Essentially, you're like a cat in space. It's like a road like you're on a planet. You have to build things and survive for some number of days. It's just a chill way to to pass the time. Sounds cool. But uh, yeah, we are at the end of a pretty solid episode. Uh, Lots going on, obviously, in the world of the Vancouver Titans. Uh, Team RSP here, we're the exclusive source uh, to get everything you need to know about the Vancouver Titans. There's some phenomenal conversations going on in RSP Corp right now. Um, You know, Scronide had uh, sourced out uh, some conversations uh, that uh, Tim Holloway had had uh, earlier in the season. And it's an interesting contrast, um, the conversation he was having and some things he was saying with what sort of took place in obviously, you know, real life. Uh, Please keep in mind the conversations he was having prior to this, you know, what happened is, is a pandemic. So things will have changed regardless of whether or not they, they did change the way we wanted them to, but Again, these are things that you can get access to. And it's not just it's not out there. It's just we make it easy for you to find that type of information. And it's not just us, myself, Sam, and Omni. It's 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 listeners like Scronide and and Katrina and and the many others that are in RSP cord um, who who continue to again help, you know, embrace and move our, our own little humble community forward. So any final words of wisdom you want to share with uh, all of our listeners and those of you who are tuning in live on Twitch right now, where you are witnessing our very first stream as Twitch affiliates. I'll give you one more gem from the office. Not everything is a lesson. Sometimes you just fail. That's so true. (laughs) Um, As for me, uh, I would uh, like to, again, thank everyone for helping us achieve uh, our Twitch affiliate status. I mean, we, we were able to climb that mountain because you tune in, you watch, you continue to support us. Um, you jump into to chat. Uh, even though we have some very abusive chat bots, I'm still trying to figure out like how our chat bots can be less abusive. Like some of the things that the chat bots go and censor, I, I still, for the life of me, it's like stop using foul language and the person just asked us, very simple question. There's no like no spelling <laughs> that I would think causes issues. So I got to, I got to dig into it, but it um, reads minds. That's yeah. why the other thing that I'm looking to do, and, and maybe you, our listeners might be a good group to, to reach out to is we need some ideas as to what our, our emotes should be here in Twitch. Now we're not looking for someone to go and tell us, Hey, here's my work. Buy them from me. I'm positive. There are many of you who are out there who are very talented Um, We actually had, and I'll give this person credit, um, I went and retweeted the fact that we were Twitch affiliate and we had to sort of think of these ideas, like what should our emotes be? The person went and sourced out RSP cord, joined, and then immediately figured out that I was like the leader and DM'd me in Discord to say, hey, here's my work. Boom, 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 boom. What's your budget and can you start today? (laughs) I was just looking for emote ideas. Um, So anyhow, uh, again, we're not not soliciting Uh. for artists. Uh, I'll tell you right now, our budget is like zero and it's, <laughs> uh, it comes out of my own pocket. I can't really go tell my wife, Hey, let's go and, you know, pay for this. Uh, but you know, maybe if there's a few more, you know, subs, bits, what have you, it might make it a little bit easier. Um, we're probably going to self-create for now. There was one that I had submitted based on the feedback from RSP cord, which is uh, podcast lore Wednesday. Um, but again, we can make that uh, change. We can, uh, get, you know, some of the things you'd have, we got Omni here, who's a phenomenal artist. Um, we can, you know, we'll make magic work. And the other thing too, is we'll have some sub badges. We got to go and create again. These are things that we did not envision we'd have to do. Um, we thought maybe, but not so quick. So 
And I'm already paid by this podcast, so. I know, and I mean, I, I pay you and Sam and all of our mod staff so very well. I mean, I'm surprised that you guys still have day jobs, right? Like, uh, how do you think I was able to afford this gaming chair? <laughs> I noticed so, it's it's no longer the the Orozzi chair, right? Yeah, we lost that deal with uh, <laughs> the <laughs> with our previous roster. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Anywho, uh, if you're looking for us online, at Ready, Set, Pwn is the place to go. We are on Instagram, Facebook, as well as Twitter. We are here live on Twitch at Ready, Set, Pwn as well. If you want to join our Discord, RSP Court as we often call it, it is discord.io slash Ready, Set, Pwn. That'll get you forwarded to the invite link, which is a lot more complicated than that. Join in on the conversation. You can tune into this podcast each and every week. We record on Tuesdays, which will probably stream more and more frequently live. But it does go live as it normally does Wednesday at high noon, high noon Pacific. So for those of you who tune in already on the audio side only, continue tuning in there. And if you are listening to this podcast for the very first time and you want to stick around for some more, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, uh, hit that like button, whatever button that you can hit that means that we come back to you. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, and again, any feedback that you might have, the easiest way to get to it to us is feedback at resetpone.com or by going to uh, voicelink.fm slash resetpone. And if you leave a message there or send in a text, uh, I'll do my best to integrate it into an upcoming episode. So on behalf of Omni at Omni Strafe, myself, Chris at Lightforce, and the missing in action with absolutely no voice because he cheered to the high heavens, us getting Twitch affiliates, Sam at another Sam Chan, I'm going to sign this magical episode off with those two words you've been waiting to hear the entire time, catchphrase. Thank you.